Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the No BS podcast. Did you guys like that? It was, hopefully, it sounded different. I try to give you different, um, different, different vocals. Volumes. Do you guys like volumes? Different uh, ASMR. But no, uh, welcome back to the podcast where we recap a bunch of nonsense. Um, in this episode, we're going to be going over Denali's spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. We're going to be going over Denali's elimination. And let's just put that out there. Hashtag robbed. We're also going to be talking about 10, 10, 20, because after a season of 10, 10, 20, 10, 10, 20, we're finally getting it. Cynthia's COVID wedding. Before we start, what do you think about that whole COVID wedding situation? Mm, I was not, I was like, uh-uh. I'd rather not watch it. I was like, I, the part of me, yes, reality TV, I fucking loved it. I was so happy for her. We loved, we love hashtag chill. And then another part of me, just realistic part, I was like, you really like, had this wedding right now like and in that time that she did in october when cases were fucking high it was just very much girl no 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 i felt it was very icky but at the same time i i was happy for her but i felt very icky what did you think no i definitely was in the same boat i'm like i'm happy for you but at the same time bitch people are dying and then she goes on to say it's a rec it's recommended to take the test we're not for it was just let's just dive right in yeah Yeah, because it's a whole lot so the episode starts off with a timer 24 hours left until cynthia's wedding (laughs) you know the wedding of her dreams because the peter marriage was not a good one but um (laughs) so the episode starts off we have our little friend of i guess i don't know if we'll see her more in throughout the season but eva shows up Mm. she's like i'm super excited was this like their rehearsal dinner what was this yeah, it was a rehearsal dinner, and she expressed that, um, well, Cynthia expressed that, you know, they were supposed to have it outside, but at that time, there it's kind of like hurricane season, or there was a hurricane that was approaching Atlanta, or Georgia, so they couldn't have it outside, and I was just like, you guys are all in one little Petri dish, just- Oh, no, all, not the Petri dish. You guys are just all huddled together like that. And I will say some of them were wearing masks, but then obviously Cynthia and Mike, they were wearing the fucking face shield from hell. <laughs> the fuck? Wear your mask underneath that face shield. You're I, not think, oh God. I think that face shield is an indicator to people who are, I don't want to say smarter, but like people who have a little more common sense that, you know, red flag, red flag. This person is a clown. Why are they exactly. wearing just a, a face shield? Because Sometimes. like you said, you need to be wearing a mask under that. And at this point yeah. now, I get it. That was back in October. Yeah. Now, speaking <laughs> in the present, you know, CDC said, bitch, double mask it. So on exactly. top of that, you need to take extra precaution, which she says she's she, I can't even speak. She says she did for the wedding, but I don't know how much I buy that. I don't know how many, how many people had COVID after that. After exactly. That because I told my sister that. I remember seeing the blogs being like, oh, production shut down for two weeks because somebody got COVID, which I'm not saying exactly. it was a cameraman, one of the ladies, but I don't know. That, that was a little shady, but um, everyone starts arriving. And then she talks about how she's upset because she's getting a lot of flack from the media. She's yeah. saying everyone's talking shit, but like they didn't talk about how I'm taking temps. They're not talking about how I am. <laughs> There was, she's like, we have sanitizer. There, there's only so much you can do to be cautious, but at the same time, you what you could do is not fucking have the wedding, like. Mm-hmm. And Kenya made it a point to be like, I mean, she kind of has to live with it. This was her decision, which exactly. I don't know about you, but I, you mentioned it a couple episodes ago. I'm feeling this weird dynamic between the alliance that is Kenya, Portia. I mean, Kenya, Candy, Cynthia, because yes. they keep shading each other. I'm interested to see how this reunion is gonna go down. What did you make of that comment? 
I was very much, I mean, I agreed with her. I was like, yeah, you're having a wedding in a pandemic. So you should expect backlash for having a wedding in a pandemic, a giant wedding like that. Not even like a micro wedding, like a giant wedding, bitch. So I was, but I was very much taken aback. I was like, Kenya, I mean, if it was Kenya having this big ass 250 person wedding, Cynthia would not be up in the fucking confessional saying that because Cynthia fucking lives and breathes and dies for Kenya. She would rather fucking uh, cut her eyeballs out before she does (laughs) something like that, you know? Very much so. It's just, I was very much shaken back. I was like, I mean, I agree with you, but this is, nothing is adding up. I'm like, again, I would not want my bridesmaid to be making a claim like that to people. Yeah, say it to me, but you're like, if I'm telling you that I'm upset, why are you? telling people that i deserve it yeah and since we're on the topic of kenya giving her opinion and being called out um, i'm just gonna fast forward to the preview that we get for next week so we know fallon you know our cute little friend of that we don't really see too much but we know she's there um she's hosting a halloween party and apparently and i could be wrong kenya decided to dress up as a native american with the headdress and everything and so when I saw this on the blogs on Instagram, I commented, not Kenya appropriating other people's culture. What is she thinking? The clown came mm. out. Well, people were not happy. They said, listen, bitch, you're just a hater. You need to shut the fuck up. They said, go play with yourself. Go kick rocks. And I was like, not the fool delusional people coming for me. Like this, this one guy, this one comment stood out to me because he was like, listen, he said something like, listen, bitch, you just want to hate on something you where was this energy when when the grand dame hosted a party and monique samuels dressed up as a native american and i said i was insensitive too you people don't even know me but whatever i'm not gonna argue with the clowns but um all that to say is can you gonna have the same energy when someone because i hope that it's addressed during the reunion that you know why did you decide to dress up as that like what were you thinking is she gonna hold herself accountable is she gonna say no yeah i should have um expected you know all this flag from my stupid ass decision. Um, what do you think about that? I hope one of these ladies is up in their fucking confessional saying something, or I hope one of these ladies in person is saying something to her. I very much, I didn't watch the season with Monique dressing up as Native American to the Grand Dame's party, the Grand Dame, Karen Huger's bitch, to Karen's party. But I watched it on Hulu like a few months later. And watching it even, I was just like, that is so like, like, is no one going to fucking bring this up? And even Real Hustles in New York, when Luann Deliceps over there, she likes to claim that she's like 118th Cherokee. So it's okay for her to fucking make um, Native American sounds out of her mouth sometimes. And I'm just like, that makes no sense. So just like I call out Luann, just like I call out Monique, again, like you said, people don't know us. You don't know if I fucking call them out. Follow my Twitter, bitch, and you'll see I call them out. <laughs> Exactly. So, I don't know. It's I hope somebody it, calls it out. It's just frustrating because again, I feel like Kenya thinks of herself as the untouchable. You can't come exactly. for me. I'm that bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, yeah, we can come for you. You make some foolish decisions, but But we'll... if it was Portia, oh, people would be like, She's fucking stupid. She's yeah, fucking that's stupid. what the comments were saying. They were like, Where is this energy? Portia, Portia. If, if Portia was the delusion of Portia stands and I was like, Sha yeah. yada. It's a whole mess. <laughs> but, talking um, about delusion? Okay. <laughs> So after I'm like we're already 50 minutes in and we just started. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so 
after Eva and Candy arrive, Mallory decides to come out with them and they're just chit-chatting in, in her little porch and mm-hmm. Mallory feels some type of way. She's like, yeah, I had to feel make myself feel special because y'all didn't invite me to the bachelorette party, which was it like, was it weird of them not to invite her? I mean, that's your sister. And we've seen Mallory yeah. come on trip. Like, I'm pretty sure she's come on trips before. Like, she hangs out with the girls. Yeah, it was. I mean, I understand maybe they didn't plan it until they were on the bus, but Candy had everything candy had all the fucking dungeon accessories so they knew before yeah they, you, they you, this, right? not only do you know mallory she's been around the group but you know she's a maid of honor i believe so it's like why wouldn't exactly. you include her but um all that to say is that she's like yeah what happened because apparently y'all were fucking whatever whatever and eva's messy ass i'm sorry i i kind of liked eva i was you know in the two percent that liked her when she was on atlanta mm-hmm. but um <laughs> exactly but um she decides to make it a point to be like why candy why are you defending these people why aren't you talking about them you know call them out who decides who you guys talk shit on and she's just like up in arms because obviously her and portia i mean well yeah her and portia don't really get along at this point um and Kenya yeah. are somewhat of besties so they're kind of just talking about it and i like that cynthia felt the need to be like why are we still talking about bolo i don't want to talk about exactly. him and candy as well a bit she's like don't involve me don't include me why are we shaming this is the my favorite thing that came out of this episode was candy saying why i don't feel the need to shame people why are we shaming them leave them alone what they did is what they did we're not fucking married to them get over it and i know the fans on instagram and twitter were not happy about this storyline still being dragged on because at this point it's like what three four episodes that we're talking about it and I mean, I get it. There's things that need to be talked about because it's fucking reality TV. But yeah. what are your thoughts on this? Like, do you I know you don't like that Kenya's acting this way, but do you think they're allowed to keep talking about it? Should they talk about it? No, it's at this point, it's annoying. And I know people are like, well, if it was the other way around and we wouldn't have found out anything, you guys would. Be, but it's like, OK, then let's find out in one episode. Let's let's put it to rest in one episode. And then next time we talk about it, it's reunion. Like, why are we still making such a big deal being like, being like, well, the blog said, no, let's put it to rest. Okay. Like who gives a fuck who slept with Bolo? I feel like because it's COVID and because they just really had not much to work with. It's like, mm, maybe that's why they want to drag it out. But it's like, no, I'm so done with this. Like, I don't know why production didn't like shut edit this out, out or yeah. shut it down i guess they know yeah, they can edit other stuff out but they it's can't gonna exactly it's gonna they know it's gonna bring in views and i guess it is i mean i'm watching clearly, <laughs> clearly we're i was gonna say clearly we're still here talking about it so it is what it is um <laughs> last thing i want to know about that is kenya's like i just feel like if i'm the only one who has enough balls to talk about it then i'm gonna be called a liar and it's like so is this situation about wanting to find out or is this situation about you somehow being like correct or the right one or you knew all along like yeah. she's so all about herself it's frustrating yeah. and i get it that's like this is housewives bitch people are gonna yeah. make it about themselves but kenya is just like maybe because she's not getting enough um attention from mark or her the yeah. fans that she feels the need to make it about her i don't get it um can i be honest with you i know i'm sorry we're gonna wrap it up but sometimes the way these ladies speak or the way they say oh no I was up I was out of there already by like this time or by like 4 a.m so I didn't see this this and this sometimes I'm like did you guys do something else with Bolo in the living room because I understand like the everything that happened at 6 a.m or whatever whoever the fuck he he had a threesome with or whoever the hell he was in Porsche's room with um or that unknown room or whatever (laughs) but sometimes Cynthia gets a little too like 
she gets a little too um, defensive. And sometimes I think on the other side, I'm like, Kenya, this is your friend. Like, I like to think, Kenya, yeah, you say that if this was you, they'd, they'd come with their pitchforks and their torches, but you're kind of coming at your friend Candy and your friend Cynthia. So this is not just, this is not just because Portia was involved. It's like everybody was involved. So why are you so intent on calling them out? Like, what is the, because you know, if this was you, Cynthia and Candy wouldn't, wouldn't do that. They would make sure nobody did that to you. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and the more I feel like she brings it, about it, the more she brings it up, it, it not only frustrates, obviously, the people are being, who are being accused, which is Tanya and Portia, even though Tanya fled the country, she said, fuck you, I'm over <laughs> it. Um, Like you're saying, if your two best friends on the show are telling you, hey, let it go, you should probably let it go. Like, there's mm-hmm. no point in dragging it on. But I guess that's what you do when you don't have a storyline. But um, moving on, we see the nieces. We see Shamia, Portia, Latoya, Marlo, and Drew hang out, Um, I guess, to make up for the bachelorette party. They just wanted a kiki, and I'm here for it. So as soon as everyone arrives, they get their little t-shirts. And I'm like, I love you, Shamia, but you are so corny. What are these t-shirts? Like, this is, some, this is some swap meet shit. And I'm Aww. not judging because swap meet, you know, is this shit. But I don't know. It, I find it funny how, how I don't know, she was able to finally get a scene. Like, this was her event. They came to her house. And after watching the scene, this is exactly why I'm team Shamia. I mean, we know her. we've known her for a couple years now like give yeah. her a peach i want to know her but um all the girls are hanging out and portia feels like kenya is using marlo and she also feels like latoya is being used by marlo and a whole lot of using how did you feel when latoya kind of came at portia sideways or like when she started going in on her or like what did you think of this yeah. situation? i think latoya's delivery is really bad i I know a lot of you are going to be like, um, no, she's a train wreck. Probably you too. But sometimes I don't even think she realizes that she came at her sideways. I think she was trying to explain, but it's like, no, girl, you're yelling at me. And I think you're coming at me. But I was just like, Latoya, like read the room. I don't know why you're saying, no, 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 no. Like when you come off defensive, that's when they think that Kenya's pulling your strings. But I was just like, I didn't see it as coming at her. I just thought as Latoya, she strikes me as like a dumb blonde, like, she like she doesn't really know how to yeah read the room. she's a little something else um and i kind of got ahead of myself but the reason they're kind of arguing was because of the whole hashtag it wasn't me i'm not sure if it was you or somebody else or my siblings or a friend i i remember sending because like i when i say i love this show i fucking love this show um i remember i follow all these ladies they are posting yeah. their hashtag it wasn't me it wasn't me and i was like wait 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 porsche hasn't posted it's her but um i bring that up yeah, yeah. marlo feels like Portia is trying to regulate her friendships and she's not about that. Marlo is in her eyes that bitch and she feels like Portia shouldn't be upset of her relationship with Kenya. But in the past, we've seen that her and Kenya don't get along. So I understand both of them. What do you make of their friendship, of this blossoming friendship between Kenya and Marlo? I'm just surprised at Marlo because of Nini. She was going when Nini wasn't friends with Cynthia because of the same situation. And Marlo was so 100. She was like, yeah, of course, like you can't tell her who to be friends with. But Kenny has done so much to you and vice versa that you would think that she wouldn't want to be put in that position. So I think it's weird. I don't know. I've heard that Nini has now deleted Marlo's birthday post off her Instagram. Ooh. I, heard a, uh, ooh, ooh. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yeah, I've heard that. And then I've heard that. Um, I've heard some other stuff, like how 
Portia has like doesn't have Marlo or something or vice versa I don't know one of them doesn't have each other and I'm just like uh, what it's a whole lot of mess which have we talked about the rumors about Portia leaving I know we have not but I've heard of those rumors we'll talk talk about that at the end because that's a whole situation that I think we need to just we need to get into (laughs) because it's a whole lot of mess um but continuing on I guess we could talk about how Marla decided to run around Mm -hmm. topless Um, (laughs) well she didn't decide it was they were playing a game and that was you know what she had to do what did you think of this moment I was shocked before the words even came out when she was reading it and she said um this person has to run around five laps topless before I even said she's not going to do, she was already running. And I was surprised yeah, because We're tits out, <laughs> Mar- tits out swinging and everything. Um, I was shocked. I don't know. I didn't expect Marlo to do this. I feel like Marlo would, th- I feel like Marlo would be the type of person to be like, that's not womanly. That's not appropriate. You shouldn't yeah. be doing that, but more power to her. I mean, what did you think of her tits flying everywhere? I mean, just like uh, the, um, the bachelor party. I didn't expect her to do like to be part of it because yeah, Marlo's fun. Marlo's exciting. She's loud and everything, but there's certain times where she's like, no, 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 we can't guys. We can't do that. So <laughs> I was very, cause she had just said my nephew, he's 13. He's on the internet a lot. So he oh. had asked me about, that's why I wanted to post it. So that way the blogs knew that it wasn't me and my nephew doesn't get teased. And then literally five minutes later, she's lifting her shirt up, running around. And I was like, is he your nephew? You're like, is he not going to be worried about this? But I guess we'll see because I didn't even think about it that way. But that's definitely a point to make. And I feel like if someone is on her her bad side, that's going to be brought up at the reunion where they're going to be like, but you said exactly. this, but you're doing this. So um, mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Um, Moving on. We have this Drew and LaToya battle again. They just seem to not get along. I personally think it's because LaToya is very outspoken. And like you said, she's not aware of what she's saying and how she comes across. But yeah, um, yeah they're just kind of going at it. Of course, I had to write down what Drew said. She's like, I have a perfect marriage, perfect Caroline, and perfect children. Don't come for me, bitch. Because um, obviously, I have to explain if you don't know. But um, if you're listening and you don't know her Instagram name, latoya forever that's her instagram name so when drew said latoya forever never never bitch i was like these are some corny reads y'all are too much what do you make of their relationship and um, the constant fighting drew and latoya get it together and become friends and destroy kenya challenge let's do that <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is kind of iconic we're we're here for that I think they give off very much uh, Kenya Porsche vibes from their first season where it's like right off the bat, we're just not going to, we just don't get along. We obviously just don't get along. So I know I'm here for that because while I love the Kenyan Porsche feud, sometimes it does get a little old. So I'm glad that we now have another newly ignited. Yeah. If people, I mean, that same is like the same I heard all across the world right now that drew is literally a copy of Portia and latoya is a copy of kenya like who would have thought that years later we would have gone a, a replica like a replica yeah. what is it uh twins uh, bitch um, repetition. yeah yeah <laughs> because that that literally is what's happening right now but um moving on this is a part where latoya is could easily be considered a flip-flop so i don't know why mm-hmm. she just felt the need to say well you know kenya's going through a lot um you know they're they're talking about who leaked the story and she's like well 
she's going through a lot and you know mark did um ask for alimony was yes. this right away i was shocked that of all people drew said hey girl you need to watch what you're saying about your friend that's basically not okay and yeah. You need to be careful. And even Portia, who fucking can't stand Kenya, said, whoa, you need to like, are you like, do you not know what you're saying and how you're saying exactly. it? How how this could be perceived by your friend? Yeah. And in that moment, I felt this is going to you're probably gonna be shocked, but I felt bad for Latoya. I felt like, girl, you just played yourself because yeah. I get it. You're trying to be friends with everyone. You're new to the group. You know, yeah. I'm sure you want to be here for more than just one season. So you're trying to make relationships and whatnot. But the constant flip-flopping like in that moment she was kicking with Portia dragging her kicking Kenya dragging her like she's giving Cynthia a run for her money Cynthia is no longer the flip-flop of the show it is now Latoya I mean am I overreacting what did you think of her comments I think this was another example of how she doesn't know what the fuck she's saying because I think in her mind she was or maybe um, maybe I'm reaching because um, or maybe I'm exposing myself and people are like I'm not gonna tell you shit now bitch but I feel like she probably she wanted to say it as in like defending Kenya, like defending her, like take it easy on her. Like she, how could she leak this to the blogs if she's going through ABC, you know? So because I feel like I've done that in the past, where like because someone's talking about a friend of mine or or a, like, um, and now people are gonna be like, well, how why does that person feel so comfortable <laughs> talking about this anyway? Like if someone was talking about someone that I'm close with. I would try to use like try to use that like oh well you know don't don't come at her for her attitude lately or don't come at her for ABC because you know she's going through some personal issues or something I feel like I would use that deflection too so that people could stop talking about them but if it like again Latoya said it and I'm like do you realize which do you realize what you're saying but I did like that Drew and Portia I mean Drew and Portia are not going to be telling Kenny about this you know, it's going to be Marlo telling Kenya. About oh, exactly. So I do like that. And I hope at the reunion, they bring up, well, Portia and Drew didn't have anything to say about you. Like they were even defending you towards your BFF, Latoya. So I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that? About these people defending you? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a weird dynamic. And if you're not following already, people listening, you need to follow. I believe it's the peach report daily they are on it they constantly post all the tea that's where i get a lot of the tea from um and yeah they mentioned early on before the season even aired that there was going to be a a shift in relationships and definitely is referring to latoya because she definitely is going to have a lot of explaining to do so latoya good luck at the reunion (laughs) the night is finally here a day later covid wedding 10 10 20 we have it here um my favorite thing about any reality tv show is a shady edit shady editors bravo made it a point to say due to COVID 19 bravo crew could not be there but here we have footage excuse me here we have footage from cynthia's people and i watch of course i watch candy's speak on it youtube channel and for some reason candy was bothered by this she was like i find it so funny how bravo couldn't be there to film but y'all could still show the footage of her getting married and it's like don't be mad at production because they don't want to be associated with this fucking petri dish of a wedding like no don't do that but um i don't know do you think bravo was shady for inserting that little text or i mean they could have they could have been shady and been like oh due to COVID 19 bravo does not agree with abc i mean bravo couldn't <laughs> put that because if we're watching real houses in new jersey we know COVID 19 does not exist in real houses in new jersey right now apparently 
So to me, it's like they couldn't put that they don't agree with these guidelines. They could have been shady and put we refuse to do it because we don't want to shine a light on that. But I mean, what is Candy going on about how, oh, production, you could still show this. Bitch, Cindy hired her own production team. She gave the footage to Bravo, bitch. She wanted her dream wedding. Yeah, I'm like, would you have That's why better she... had it that they didn't show anything of her fucking wedding and just say, because exactly. it's funny how things work and how everyone thinks. Like, I think it's it's interesting to see people's, people's perspectives because I remember at the time when thing, when they were filming it, yeah. I, I made it a point to tell my brother, hey, like, I know Bravo isn't filming this. How are they going to address, you I know, mean, here, this is her wedding, this is happening. And I mean, it worked out perfectly. Bravo said, you know what? I'm sorry, but fuck y'all. We're not going to, we're not going to receive the hate that y'all are going to get because, I mean, it comes down to it. They didn't want to film and it is what it is. Candy, I think you just need yeah. to calm down a little bit. It ain't that deep, but. um Exactly. If Cynthia's so, not pressed, you shouldn't be pressed. <laughs> which, I mean, she probably is, like, crying right now because she's receiving a lot of shit. But it's like, you had a COVID wedding. What do you expect? Yeah. But um, moving on, we see Drew calling, FaceTiming, actually. We see Drew FaceTiming Cynthia to tell her that she's no longer going to be able to sing at the wedding. And then I thought, is this because you were screaming at Latoya or is it because you got drunk? Why are, why are, why is your, ro- your voice raspy right now? Like, what? I thought that was Your voice wasn't raspy yesterday. Yeah, when, I'm like, when, <laughs> when you were drinking and screaming but um <laughs> that was actually the last thing that cynthia you know a fuck up in her wedding because you know she had the Gosh. wedding dresses the mom the dad situation just a whole lot of nonsense but um so she calls her she's going around the room checking out her rooms which this is where i thought to myself wow so this is what it's like in that moment i realized i'm poor i said because what fucking wedding has like this whole venue to get ready and like what am i delusioning like that's not a thing in my world like she has like 10 rooms to get ready and like am i crazy here True. well most maybe most wedding venues have like bridal suites or something or bridal bridal and groom suites for them to like get ready in or have separate change of clothes or something but yeah hers was a little over the top hers was very much i was like is this what it's like to have money yeah, not have to worry <laughs> yeah she talked about how her marriage or not her marriage but her first her wedding right. with um peter wasn't that peter great i mean we saw the flashbacks where candy asked her what are you guys gonna do for the honeymoon and she just burst out into tears which is so sad to see but um i guess everything everything i always like to say it's not over until you're happy and clearly she's happy so hopefully this marriage sticks hopefully this not to be shady but i mean at this point this is her third like relationship like first it was Leon, then it was Peter, and yep. it was chill guy. So um, it's Mike Hill, we love him, our favorite. <laughs> I mean, he I don't know about that, but um, moving <laughs> on, we see arriving, we see some Bravo stars like Sheree, which I'm here for the Sheree comeback of season fourteen. We've been waiting, so hurry up, Sheree, get your contract. We see the Grand Dame Karen Huger. We see who else do we see? Uh, Claudia Jordan. We saw Claudia Jordan. The one season wonder from season seven. Love that for her. But um, I think that. Um, we saw Giselle. Wait, you already said Giselle. Um, Eva, which one? <laughs> I guess <laughs> the disdain in your voice. But um, yeah. So we see everyone gather around, and everyone you can just tell the feeling of love and just emotion are in that room, and probably COVID as well. But um, they give their vows to one another and this part was kind of like cringy like i know cynthia has this like the way people view tanya and how they say she's quirky and nerdy that's how i view cynthia cynthia like when she was telling i almost said peter when she was telling mike how much she loved him she was like shy y'all know what it is (laughs) yeah 
is this not supposed to be a special moment? Am I reaching it, here? Anytime I watch YouTube videos like of weddings, like people who post their wedding videos and their vows are just so like, like, ew, I don't need to watch you like do a comedy routine for the crowd at your wedding during your vows. Like you should be professing how much you love this person. Instead, you're like, hey, I love you. Am I right? <laughs> no, <but laughs> exactly. Like I know that because I'm a little bitch. When I get married, I'm just going to be crying. And like, you don't understand how but I knew the moment I met. But yeah, this, this when I get married, we're not writing our own vows. We're going to get them recited. And then afterwards, I will say my own vows to you, but not in front of all these people. Uh, <laughs> well, not- there you have it. But um. <laughs> At this point, they're officially married. He's no longer a fiance. He's a husband. And she is a wife, which, you know, I'm here for the love. Yay. Um, They go around their room. And I think this is another great part of the episode. They have a little hot mic moment where we hear, not Cynthia, we hear Eva basically running her mouth to some random person invited to the wedding. And they mention Bolo. They mention his size. They mention how basically they, I like how she said, yeah, they forced him to take it out. And that's when they all got fucked. And the reason why I like this moment was because Bravo made sure to include it to basically call Eva out. Um, they were like, you're going to talk that shit. Well, we're going to air it. And I feel like it's not going to be received well by she's probably going to tweet about it the day the reunion airs. But um, I don't know. I feel like they had an ulterior motive. Why do you think they felt the need to insert their little talking piece? Like, what was up with that? Well, I mean, it's not going to make any of the ladies, but Kenya look, like, good, you know? It's not going to make any of them look good. So I was like, um, what's happening right now? Like, But to me, it's just like, okay, I know, this is going to sound crazy. I know for a fact that Bolo and Portia got it in, okay? <laughs> oh, you know for a fact? <laughs> you were in the closet? You yes, were- I was in the closet. I was a fly on the wall. Bitch, come on, like, the dots connect. What I am very confused about is why, okay, we we all basically like potato, potato, we know they were in the room together because it was Portia's room, or, you know, like who else would be in there? My issue is like, you guys make it seem like there was something else, like not just the three something, you guys are making it seem like in the living room, something else happened now. Now I'm intrigued, more intrigued. <laughs> Forget Portia, who cares? That bitch was single. I don't care. I don't give a fuck if she's fucking bolo. I give a fuck if- Miss Hill is fucking bolo at her bachelor, but I can fuck if Miss Drew is fucking bolo. And since you brought that up, I don't know if you remember again because I don't have a life and like shows are my life. In the trailer, in the preview, there's a segment where we just see the text and a voiceover of Candy being like, if she wants to stay in that marriage, she's gonna lie about what she did. Which I'm like, is that in reference to Drew? Is that in reference? I mean. That could have been about Cynthia. We know that this show loves to leave shit out. You know, they show shit mm-hmm. in the trailer and then they don't put it. So we'll see if that's ever talked about. But um, oh gosh, I wanted to mention this. Am I? I know people like to say like, oh, people are super sensitive about words. Like they're just words. Did the comment of carpet munching sound ignorant to you? Or is that like a common phrase? Am I being sensitive? Well, what, do, what do you guys think? I took it as like, okay, yeah, there was like girl on girl action. But I was like, Eva, were you not mad at Shamia for saying that you're le- that you were a lesbian and you were in a relationship with Missy Elliott? And now you're over here saying like, yeah, I heard there was carpet munching going on. Girl, were you not mad at Shamia's ignorance? So yeah, it, it came across as like, and I get it. People just say things in the moment, but yeah. 
it was a little i felt a little tough away like uh i don't know how america's gonna love you making that comment <laughs> but i guess to each their own um i'm just gonna quickly go over this last part because uh, i don't really care for this the episode ends i thought the episode was gonna end there but you know bravo decided to insert this clip <laughs> this little scene portia and dennis meet for dinner they basically start talking about their relationship and where it stands because as we know dennis the bright young man that he is he decided okay. to write a caption on Instagram, single as fuck. And obviously that speculated a whole on a lot of nonsense. And they're talking about what they need to do to move forward. My only comp, like the only comment that I'm gonna make about this is that it was frustrating to see Dennis say, um, why can I speak to my daughter? Why, you know, Miss Diane is not answering my calls, whatever, whatever. Because in my eyes, and maybe this is just a delusional fan in me, in my eyes, I think that's what Portia, like that's her number one rule is, regardless of how I feel about Dennis, I'm going to try to make their relationship as great as possible. Because I mean, she said it herself, she wasn't really brought up with the father. So she would never try to come in between the relationship. And I don't know, it was frustrating. You could tell she was tired and she was sick of it. I mean, she started tearing up. um, Somebody on Twitter posted it and it was getting a lot of attention was they were like, when Portia said, sometimes I'm a bitch because I need to protect myself. It's not because I want to be mean. And I was like, wow, like, wow. Portia, the fucking, I mean, she's just amazing with words. Exactly. <laughs> um, I did see a lot of people, which I was like a little taken aback. A lot of people were like, I'm seeing Portia for the manipulator she is. And I was just like, you know, majority of the time when the father of the child is saying, you're not letting me speak to my child. You know that that father is not putting in any effort, right? You know that majority of the time, the mother of the child is telling the truth about how they're a deadbeat and they don't do their job and they don't raise their child like you know that that's what like I didn't see as manipulative like to me it's like of course her mother's gonna be on her side regardless of what she's telling her like no keep talking to Dennis it's okay that's her mother she's not gonna want to see her daughter heartbroken over getting cheated on while she was pregnant I know my mother wouldn't want to talk to the father of my child if he did that like she would have animosity she wouldn't be answering his calls like what the fuck i was just gonna say if we look at his track record he didn't cheat once twice three like he is probably not the best guy to say i want to be there i'm trying to be like i don't know it's their situation they need to figure it out i mean for the sake of pj and hopefully at this point currently they're at a great space where pj is able to see her dad because in the end that's all that matters regardless of how we feel about portia or dennis the main like the main point of this is pj needs a fucking father so hopefully he's there being a good dad and we'll see what the future holds for that whole baby daddy baby mama relationship yeah that wraps up them um let's move on to drag race because these bitches these bitches are something else this is a moment of silence really quick moment of silence for moment of silence for Denali. Unfortunately, yes, spoiler alert, Denali is told to sashay away. Um, so the episode starts off. I like how none of the girls are really sad about Elliot leaving. They're kind of just like moving on. Utica over here is like, I had a great time. I was lip syncing so great. I feel rejuvenated and all that. And I'm like, mm, okay. Um, final note on that is we see Tina's fucked up hair and they're kind of just laughing at her. And I'm like, what? Like, no one could have cut your hair for you. I get it. You guys are all like in sequester in your own hotel room, but production, come on. Really? On top of that, Tina hasn't won a challenge. So why is she still here? What is keeping her just there? Say that. I was like, I'm sorry. 
you've just been cruising along this entire time, you couldn't have been the one to go. Yeah, it was oh god something else. But um, so the episode starts off. They meet with a psychic medium. Medium. Um, what is her name? Shar or some shit. Uh, um, yeah, Shar. Shar. Shar the Magnificent. But she was like Shar something. Shar. I had never heard of this lady before. What are you, I was gonna ask you. What are your thoughts on psychic mediums? Do you believe in this, or do you think it's a bunch of hokey pokey? I believe in it, but every time somebody says, "Oh, like." I had a dream about this disease. I'm like, everybody has dreams about dead grandparents and dead parents and dead pets or something. Why the fuck do I not have these dreams? I'm open to it. And someone told me, someone made a comment to me. You're probably blocked to it. You probably are blocked. You probably aren't. You probably don't want to receive it. And I was like, but I do. I believe in it. (laughs) So maybe, I don't know. I want to go see a medium or something or a psychic because I want to see if they get that same energy. Like, and why, like, you know, like, I want to ask them, why? Why do I seem blocked to this? Maybe now that we've talked about it in this podcast, the next dream that you have is going to be. So I don't know. Oh my gosh. And next time I'm going to come with visions. Stay on the lookout. But um, so they meet with Char, who basically tells them what they want to hear. I mean, she talks about how Rosalani, I don't know. That's their little hashtag uh, ship name. Um, Apparently, Rose and Denali have a little crush on each other. Um, I guess love that for them. We see Tina... Apparently her dad is there and her dad wants to apologize for the way the relationship went. I guess they didn't really have a great one. And the last thing they talk about is Utica's farm. Apparently her cow was there in spirit. This lady apparently got the name correctly. Clara, the cow. Yeah. The shit we're talking about. Like this is some nonsense. But um, Tina then asked her, do you know who's going to be in the top four and who's going to win? And of course, I don't know if you caught this. Probably not. Um. When she said, do you know who's going to be in the top four and who's going to win? Of course, they panned over to Simone. And I said, is this a little foreshadowing moment? Is this a little me being delusional? Time will tell. (laughs) After that, Rue tells them that this week they're going to be doing makeovers. And they put them into pairs. And we have Olivia and Denali, Yurika Simone, Gamic and Candy. And that's it. And Tina and Rosé. I don't think I mentioned them. They're kind of irrelevant. But um, (laughs) from these girls, who do you think was the strongest pair? Like before they even got into their makeup and everything, who did you think, who did you see winning? Um, Who did I see? Got Mick and Candy. Just because they were friends. Do you get me? Like, I feel like that would help their, their teaching methods a lot. So I thought they were the strongest pair. Obviously, we'll see later. My opinion changes. (laughs) Yeah, it's something else. Um... So the challenge is to not only do the makeover challenge, which they do every year, but it's to put their style on the other person. So it's like Freaky Friday or whatever. Um, Great. Olivia and Denali are excited to be put into each other's drag. Yurika says, I'm not trying to appropriate black culture. So I don't know how to feel about this, which we love her being aware. Um, yeah. But she ended up doing it. So I don't know how that works out. But I mean, she did it in a respectful way. And on top of yeah. that, she was... Not, I don't want to say she was putting up a fight, but she did show some resistance, concern exactly. And because it was Simone who is a black person, yeah, it was kind of like, I mean, he gave her, and I don't want to say permission, yeah. but yeah, because it's like Simone can't speak for all black people, but it was like to me, I'm like, right there, Utica, you expressing concern shows that you are coming from the right place you're not going to be disrespectful because you're not coming from a place of ignorance you're coming you you're actually trying to be respectful about it and that's why you're going about it this way so 
I don't know. I was just like, right there, bitch. Just you asking, just you showing concern shows that you should do it because you're coming from a place of love. Like we exactly. <laughs> we then see Rose and Tina, and I find it so funny how they like to drag each other for their drag when in reality they're the same. Per- in my eyes, they're both campy, <laughs> cringy bitches. So yes. For Rosé to think that she's so much better than Tina, I don't know. I find that shocking. I don't know. I was like, I'm sorry, pot calling the kettle black, bitch, because y'all are like the same fucking person. But okay, looking in a fucking mirror, you see later with their fucking wigs. I'm like, you're literally same person, different color combos. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They go onto the runway, the main stage, to basically train and help the other person learn their walk, which I find it kind of ironic and kind of stupid that they're doing this because... We see them on the runway every week. They're never this dramatic. When Gottmik yeah. said that, she's like, yeah, the judges probably think I'm psycho because I make noises. And Kenny's like, yeah, I do this. And Tina's like, yeah, I turn like this. I'm like, none of you guys do this on the runway. What are you guys talking about? The only ones that I was like, okay, were Tina and Rosé. I have seen them do that before. Like the way Tina walks, like where she's kind of like, <laughs> like people can't <laughs> fucking see me. You guys can't see me, but I was like trying to mimic. But Tina does look like a fucking clown, and Rosé does do like that whole like like three kind of like that three step thing where every yeah everything is a flared everything is flared. Same out. with got me or not got mic. Same with Utica and Simone. I think for I was like they nailed each other's walks or each other's personas on the runway. I think everybody else got mixed. I was like, got mixed what? You never, you never say hey gorge or something like you never do that. Yeah, was, you say hey gorge in other places. And then Candy Muse was like, yeah, I come down there and I get down and I'm just like, well, you want to fight? You want to fight? I'm like, no, you don't. No, you, no, you don't. This was, and I'm saying it now, and I am saying it with such conviction and such belief that this was probably one of the worst most boring episodes and i know this season hasn't been all that great i always say that but it was like this season is all right but this episode was the most boring useless episode (laughs) i fucking hate and not just because denali went home because she could have stayed and i probably would have said this episode was boring yeah no it i felt like they could have emphasized other things and i was just like could have emphasized other things of them learning from each other as opposed to this and i was like okay thank you for that like i really wanted them to walk like you couldn't, like, they couldn't do something else. I don't know. A mini challenge where, like, they impersonate each other. I don't know. Like, can you do something? God. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned it because they do this challenge. It's called the puppet challenge where they basically act like another person. Like, they act like another queen using a puppet. So they dress up the puppet and they say things that the other person would say. Uh, so that's where I'm like, are you guys just going to redo this in a couple weeks? But we'll see so category is doppelganger bullshit um i'm gonna quickly go over their outfits because none of them were that fucking great rose comes out in this ugly campy dress with this big red wig and she reveals into this cheetah print one piece i didn't really care for it it was ugly (laughs) they gave each other they gave all of them gave each other their worst looks i'm gonna be honest with you like i was like this is what you brought you read the doppelganger uh thing on your call sheet and you're like let me pack the ugliest fucking shit i have <laughs> yeah these were some choices tina comes out in this blue pink purple bodysuit type of thing i kind of got goddess a woman type of vibes but in the least attractive <laughs> way possible. like that outfit was ugly and then she comes out in this pink big wig and yeah as a fat person i know what another fat person looks like and tina as her out of drag look she looks like a i mean she's a man like i always i always tell my sister some of these people look like they're someone's dad like you know 
they're just big men or whatever, like yeah. a big head. But Tina in Rose's drag, her face looked plumped. She looked yeah. fat. I was like, Rose does not know how to do makeup because what the fuck? That does not look like Tina. That does not look like Rose. Neither one of them knew how to do makeup. Let's just put it out there. But exactly. Olivia comes out in this light powder blue powder look um it's like a two-piece dress and she comes out in denali's signature big braid and she's kind of giving off this dancer skater vibes i think it didn't translate well i don't know it just it came across as this was this is a cringy episode like i don't know what did you think of olivia i i mean i will be honest olivia and denali were like the weakest pair because i felt like there's nothing that stands out like this I love Denali, but there was nothing that stood out that would have been like, to me, that's, oh, Denali should definitely add that to Olivia's walk, or Olivia should definitely add that to Denali's walk. Same like with Gottmik and Candy. I felt like they they wanted to make themselves like they had something signature about, about their drag or their persona on the runway, but it's like, you like nothing really stands out to me when you're on the runway. Like, not think- like Simone, not like... I think the only thing that Denali could have done to help Olivia out is if she literally came out in skates, but I don't think that was an option. Um, Next up is Denali, and we see her come out in this long pageant dress. It's like this, and then her wig is this orange copper color. Yeah. It was just, it was Mm -hmm. She looked scary. Moving on. Simone comes out in this muscle bodysuit type thing with this long brown satin fabric over it i don't know what this outfit was even for utica it didn't make sense to me it wasn't cute it's like i'm trying to imagine utica walking down the fucking runway like that right now it was no it was not it um utica then comes out in this baps inspired outfit and it's she's giving us like catalog runway model. I think they obviously did the best and they rightfully so won. Um, I think what you were gonna say earlier was that they when it comes to sticking out and kind of having like a signature thing, I think Utica and Simone are probably the ones oh. who have a signature thing because mm-hmm. Utica, as we see, she always incorporates like quirky, edgy type. Body, yeah. And then Simone is very model, very fresh vibes, very kind of nineties yeah. even. Um so yeah they definitely deserve that win wrapping that up we see Gottmik in this flame bodysuit type thing she has flame glasses and she's an orange wig candy comes out in this highlighter yellow wig with her clown makeup and it's a black and white aesthetic i didn't care for candy's i think again i'm gonna say from my perspective candy's a big fucking man like she's probably tall and like built like you know i mean if anyone who knows candy she looks she's built big like she's a big fucking man which is like me so as someone who's big that makeup did not suit her like half of her makeup wasn't half of her face wasn't painted the outfit was like too small i'm not fat shaming here it just it was off to me i don't know i feel like they use that as an excuse though don't you think like especially when she came off defensive later on and she was like, no, we have like the biggest difference. It's like, yeah, you guys do. Obviously got make his fucking pinky size and you are not, it's fine. That's perfectly fine. Simone and Utica have big ass height differences. Um, Tina and Rose most definitely have a size difference as well. Like I, to me, it was like, yeah, you have the biggest size difference, but that shouldn't like, Again, why are you always coming up with an excuse for 
your work like just let yeah, it, it was kind of like everyone having different challenges yours might be more difficult than others but exactly. there's no excuse everyone's got to do the challenge it is what it is exactly so then Rue asks everyone their favorite question, who should go home and why? This was some survi- survivor type shit because a lot of the votes were for Olivia. Only Olivia said that Utica should go home. Denali said that Kenny should go home. And Kenny was not happy with this comment because she popped off. She was like, I had the biggest challenge. She basically said they looked like shit. And I like she, how she, she, she gave like a five minute rant. And by the end of it, she was like, but that's just my opinion. And I feel yeah. like she does this a lot. Like her... Her excuse is always like, well, that's just how I see it. That's just my opinion. It is what it is, you know? And it's like, can you not be such a, like, bitch, for lack of a better word? I don't know. How did you, what did you make of it? It was unprofessional to me. I was like, okay. Like, maybe that's some insecurity type shit that you're having right now. And in the untucked, we see later Denali apologizes for it. And to me, I'm like, why do you guys always have to apologize to Candy? Why do you guys always have to apologize to Candy, but Candy can't apologize to you guys for being rude and making shady comments that aren't fun shade. So I don't know why you guys are apologizing. I would have stuck by it. I'd been like, yeah, I meant it because I don't, I don't want it. Why the fuck am I going to say my own fucking name? I'm going to say somebody else. So shut the fuck up. God. And I find it interesting. And again, I, I have my flaws too. I'm not, I'm not a fucking perfect person, but I find it interesting that Candy does that a lot. Like she she just like Latoya and Housewives, she's not really aware of how she comes across. Yeah. And on top of that, she like, okay, not to like bash people and mental healthness and all that, but somebody on Reddit was like, it's funny how whenever Candy receives hate, it's always you need to stop sending hate. It's all about mental awareness, like worry about my my health and whatnot. But she constantly subtweets or constantly brings up other people her quote-unquote sisters like ellie and she says she says things that basically like say go send this girl hey and it's like do yeah. you not see the double standard the irony in this like yeah. i'm like you're a total mean girl like you're just ugh. i mean she gave herself the name mean girls but um last thing about candy is she posted this tiktok um being like when i don't know if you've seen it there's like a trend where it's like a clown face and it's like red oh, yeah. it's like that little color thing on the face yeah. and she was like these are the fans when they realized that candy muse is the main character on drag race and it's like mm. oh, andy you just all starts <laughs> to start simone needs to get crowned it is what it is so the episode <laughs> ends with the winners being simone and utica congrats that's actually utica's first win i believe first win. so mm-hmm. congrats to her simone just keeps winning you know she's gonna be the winner anyway so we love that for her Everyone else is safe. And the bottom two are Olivia and Denali. I'm sorry. Rosé looked like shit. The bottom two should have been Tina versus Olivia. I don't know what even happened. I don't know why Rue decided to make the bottom two. Like, it has to be a pair type of thing. What are your thoughts on this? I didn't like that. That was so annoying. I was like, why are we judging them like that? That's... Oh my god, I just I have so many emotions about what happens next. And to me, it's like that double what do you guys call it? The double chante? Yeah, the double chante save. I didn't like that for Candy and Simone. I would have used it for this one. People definitely felt the same way. The world of Twitter were in outrage. They said this is some bullshit. Well, we'll get into it. So the bottom two are Denali and Olivia, and they lip sync against each other to this song Shackles by Mary Mary. And mm-hmm. 
they both obviously tried. People did feel like Olivia did better. I'm just a stan of Denali, and I think they both did great. Like you mentioned yeah. two seconds ago, they definitely used that double save way too early in the season because yeah. they definitely could have easily used it on this one. And yeah. I don't know. Here's hoping that Denali, Denali definitely will be a shoe in for All Stars. Let's say seven. Yeah, my queen. Yeah, okay. it's it's definitely gonna happen. But um, yeah, the episode ends there and. The fans were sad. I mean, I'm sad. I don't know how I'm going to get through the week knowing that Denali's not going to be in the next episode. But um, okay. like I said on Twitter, this season needs to wrap up because I'm excited for All-Star 6. As we know, that's <laughs> going to be coming shortly after this season. So please hurry up. But um, any final words? I think I've gone on for like five hours. So do you want to say anything before we go? Um, Yeah, I feel like RuPaul... You used your double save for the lip sync where one of the queens obviously did not know the fucking words (laughs) and yet you couldn't use it for this, but whatever. I feel like I feel just so bad for Denali because this was not a mistake that she made. And I feel like RuPaul, like how annoying that they judge them based in pairs. Like you didn't do that when they were in the improv challenge. You didn't do that. Like, oh, all of a sudden they're judged into pairs. Yeah, like, they you didn't do that with the improv challenge. You didn't do that with the acting challenge. Like, people were upset by what? this, obviously, because the outcome isn't what you know everyone wanted. And they did find a question. They exactly. questioned it and they were like, why all of a sudden? Like, it's weird that I don't know if it's production, Rue, the judges. They, it's like they pick and choose when they want to yeah. switch the rules around. And this definitely did not end exactly. well. Um yeah, I don't know what much I don't know what more to say. Like it's just we end on a sad note, but um like now I'm just waiting for Tina Burner to go home. <laughs> I can't. I'm like, oh, how are you there with no wins? No that happened? Like queens get that far with no wins. Yeah, you'd be you'd be surprised. I'm telling you, base and the funny thing is that it's usually because of personality, but then I'm like, so then why is Tina again? Why is Tina still there? Exactly. Why is Tina Burner there? But Anyways, I don't side eye But um yeah, that wraps up this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our reality recap and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.